Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we have a major update on Vince McMahon's WWE future. A top star injured at the AW Collision tapings. Brian Danielson's finding people again. <laughs> and an AW star is nearing return after 18 months out. I'm Adam Wilborn. This is the news. Might as well take a cue out of BBC News hey. if we're going to present the news as show. As they and we are journalists, of course. Shout out to Miriam Mashiri. That was awesome. Uh, let's kick things off by talking about something that's a bit le- less awesome. Uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah. Uh, right. The uh, big update came through yesterday from SI, Sports Illustrated, Justin Barrasso. Coming through with another scoop on the 78-year-old fossil and his future in WWE. Recently, of course, he sold a bunch of stock in TKO Group Holdings, which is the conglomerate that merges WWE with the UFC. Vince selling uh, 8.4 million shares. That led to a bunch of people going, hey, is he getting out of there? Are they making him get out of there? Mm. What's going on? Including us. I thought that was what they were doing. Straight up. Yeah. No, uh, for the record, that that amount of shares was about 25% of Vince's holdings. uh, And it was worth around $700 million. What a freak. He's rich. He's he's really rich. And he's gross. Uh, (laughs) Um... But he didn't do that because he was trying to get out. He did that because he wanted that money liquid. He wanted the cash. Ooh. He wanted to be locked up in shares. Good Christmas in the McMahon household. Yeah, apparently so. Now What's Shane's son called? Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, Declan. He's going to be getting a PS4. He's good. Not PS5. I've not made him money. <laughs> he's great value on in interviews and stuff, isn't he? Certainly is. You see, he wants to form the new Mean Street Posse. Uh, the Meaner Street Posse. Hell yeah. Get Declan in WWE. Why not? It'll be good banter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, Justin Barrasso here reporting that Vince McMahon has no plans on leaving the promotion whatsoever. Uh, he is not going to be leaving his work with WWE behind. Of course, he no longer has creative control. That's all Triple H now, pretty much. Uh, Vince has a positive working relationship with Endeavor, which is the company that owns WWE in general. And his current role, it makes him sound like a bit of a dog's body, actually. Mm. Uh, His current role is uh, uh, primarily handing responsibilities and assignments given to him by CEO Ari Emanuel. So it's like, hey, Vince, get me a burrito. (laughs) Hey, Vince, make me a cup of coffee. Uh, That was one of them, pal. Yeah, it was a beef wrap. So, there we go. That's the... Just, that's the stuff, that's the info, that's the details. Hi. Yeah, just uh, like you say, despite our hopes that he was maybe finally getting out completely of WWE. Don't get me wrong, obviously back in the day, very important individual, but nowadays, it's fine, leave it to Triple H, thanks. Um, but I've said this at the time when he was just, uh, selling those shares and making millions upon millions of pounds. It's never been about the money, has it? No. I mean, it's been about the money for the business, but for him, he's desperate to hold on to some sort of power. And uh, yeah, he's clinging on by the sounds of this. Like you yeah. say, I think the only way he will ever leave and be completely disassociated with WWE is if TKO decides to just say, you've got to go, mate. Sell your shares, brother. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. I'm not really totally surprised by this like he still maintains a degree of power but it's like 
even when you think that everything is sunshine and rainbow land, he will find a way to to stick his oar in mm. and uh, or perform a coup and try and take over the company again. <laughs> yeah, you know. gosh, almighty. But the more positive thing about all of this is that if you don't like Vince and his brand of wrestling, which we haven't for many years, because no. uh, it wasn't great uh, before the creative takeover. Uh, if you don't like that kind of stuff, well, you're kind of shielded from it now because he doesn't own the company anymore. Yes. So that's the one positive. He can't just go, hey, I'm going to fire out. I'm gonna fire Harry Emanuel. Uh, it doesn't work He's like that. He's his biggest fan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was, and then he wasn't. Yeah, I it suppose. seems creatively. He was. Uh, he sees. What was it? He sees Triple H as a knight or something like that. Jeez. Like, <laughs> Triple H rolling him, swinging a mace over his head. Creative slapping it down I'll on the table. I'll tell you what, I won't mind some jousting on a Monday night. Aye, a little bit of little bit of fighting, a little bit of scrapping. <laughs> Maybe not. You know, like those. Uh, Remember that one in Game of Thrones where he chops the horse's oh, head yeah. off? Oh, that's God, absolutely yeah. gross. Man. The mountain. Aye. That's God, they really ruined that last season, didn't they? I liked the so last good. season of Game of Thrones. Man. I couldn't see half of it. <laughs> it was really dark. But yeah, Vince McMahon will not be leaving WWE, even if he's bleeding from the eyes. Speaking of which, <laughs> Segway! <laughs> Brian Danielson injured at AW Collision Tapings. Obviously, it's a bit of a weird, <laughs> topsy-turvy week for AW. Dynamite was last night, but they taped Collision on Tuesday night, and you may have heard all these reports and rumours and speculation that Brian Danielson was bleeding from the eyes after his match with Andrade El Idolo. <laughs> Obviously, fractured orbital bone, a broken orbital bone even, uh, back in October. He's been wearing the eye patch. They've sort of factored it semi into the storyline. Uh, he suffered a cut above his left eye, and the BCC, after the match, came out to check on him. I won't spoil and tell you what the result was. I don't want to know, to be perfectly honest. Um, but if you're concerned that, uh-oh, that's not a great sign, he's only just come back into the Continental Classic, Fightful Select reporting this was merely part of an angle. Uh, the collision spot was planned ahead of time. Um, it's Danielson up to his old tricks again, isn't it? So funny. He's the best worker alive. Uh, nobody has seen this footage as it is to broadcast yet nope. because it doesn't go out until Saturday and people were still like infuriated. Like, ah, you can't bleed from your eyes, rah! It was it, like the original thing I saw was like, uh, Andrade kept poking him in the eyes and, and Brian started bleeding from the eyeballs. Yes. Bleeding from the eyeballs, ladies and gentlemen. But the moment I, I read a tweet out to you about this, the first thing you said was, let's not forget this is the man who faked a seizure. Yeah, yeah, this is it. He's, he's a worker. Uh, look, Brian Danielson, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys knew this, uh, maybe the eye patch gave it away, but he's got an injured uh, orbital bone. <laughs> yes. So you know what he's going to do in this tournament? It's probably sell eye injuries. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they might use that to play into the result of a match. Uh, look, this is just, you know what this is? People in 2023 are terrified of being worked. What I saw yesterday, yeah. the reaction to this was mostly, Ah, oh, that's disgusting! And then when it became apparent that it was a work and that it was part of the finish, uh, people were like, oh, you, you can't do that! You got me worried! That's the point of pro wrestling! Yes. What are we doing here? Like, you're, if, if you're above getting worked or you think it's gross that people are feigning injury, mm. which is the crux of pro wrestling selling, by the way, I don't think the sport is for you anymore. And we literally did a report a few months back that anything like this always has to be pre-approved. Like, they're not going to do any more fake seizures, which I'm kind of happy about, but especially some of the standing of Brian Danielson, which we'll also get into in a second, um, you sense that he said, oh, we're going to do some eye stuff at the end of this match, and whoever's okay in that sort of thing, presumably Tony Garner or one of his minions, just went, okay. Yeah, there you go. That's, 
It's not like, it, uh, presumably, right, the way it plays out, speaking of Game of Thrones, isn't like the mountain and the red viper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when you thought you'd purge that from your memory. I do have another update before we move on to the other Brian Danielson story from my sources. You know, I have my little birds, ironically, <laughs> uh, within AEW. Uh, Brian Danielson's entrance is set to change. Obviously, you've got different entrances within AEW. Sometimes the lights come down, the lights come off, and they're just in the ring, or John Moxley walks through the crowd. Uh, Brian Danielson, as part of the eye patch gimmick, is going to start swinging in like Paul Birchall's old entrance. <laughs> and he's bringing in Katie Lee Birchall as a manager as well. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? But let us know in the comment section were you worked by Brian Danielson's yeah. eye eyeballs? Uh, <laughs> is this more or less funny than Katsuyori Shibata getting his brain removed and turning into Krang? Let us know down in the comment section below. Wow. Dave Meltzer wrote that. They took his brain out. We're not joking about the brain injury, that's obviously very serious. The way it was reported, like they took it out, ran it under a hot tap, and then went, right, pop that back in. Like his buckaroo or something. Like, <laughs> Brian Jackson, human game of operation. <laughs> Jesus. Pro wrestling is the best thing in the world. Yeah. It's so dumb, I love it. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Brian Danielson's been finding Mother Hubbards uh, for their social media contact. Con con conduct. Yes. There we go. In AEW, so it's Brian Danielson and the disciplinary committee. Mm -hmm. Of course, we learned a few weeks ago that Brian Danielson was part of the committee that led to CM Punk, the decision to dismiss CM mm -hmm. Punk after he had a fight backstage. But one of many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that came out. Uh, but yeah, it seems that he remains on there. And on Fightful's The Hump. Ooh, oh, I like the bump, I get it. Yeah, there you go. It's like the, the bump, but sexy. Yeah. Because you're humping. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp stated that Danielson and the rest of the disciplinary committee have been fining AEW personnel for their conduct on social media. Um, Sean stated that he knew of at least one or two people who had felt the American Dragon's wrath Ooh. when it comes to socials. So, a couple things about this, right? Every single major company that has, especially ones that have prominent public-facing people, yes. has a social media policy. And if you break that policy, you're probably going to get a fine. So there, this is absolutely nothing out of the ordinary. I assume WWE has one as well, yeah. right? And it's Brian Daniel. It's just funny that it's Brian Danielson coming up to you and going, there's a fine for you. What did you say about Jungle Boy? <laughs> there you go, slap on the wrist. Number two, there are a lot of spicy people on socials at AEW who are uh, liking stuff and tweeting stuff. And Yeah, I have two questions about this. Number one, is it just tweets that you send out or what? what's the policy on likes? Because there have been a lot of... <laughs> Stray, and I like that tweet, yeah. and people going, have you seen this on the so-and-so's likes on X or whatever it is? Yeah. And also, I'm desperate to find out, how much is it? Like, <laughs> you know, is it is it a five, five grand, or is it, yeah, is it a fiver? Because, yeah. like, some, some, some things you're like, I wouldn't say the hit on this and tweet it anyway. Yeah, exactly, I'm gonna do it anyway. It is weird. Um, just to, to have Danielson's name attached to it, like he's the disciplinarian and all of the American mm. dragon comes up, she knocks on your door, not Tony or whatever. Um, but like we say, like literally every company of this nature has us. We have a social media policy do here. We? Oh, we do. Yeah, you better, you better just step your game up. <laughs> uh, I, personally, I prefer when stuff annoys me on social media. I just take, I take the mad ball yeah, approach, blocking many suckers. Yeah, and I think they still can obviously do angles and stuff on social yeah. media. It's not like we're going to be able to find out immediately if someone's been fined for a tweet or not. Although if they are finding people for likes, good luck, Jim Ross. 
Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, right, let's move on. Some good news uh, for AEW and some good news for Kyle O'Reilly. He's obviously been missing since September of 2020. Before that, June of 2022, because in September of that year, he underwent neck fusion surgery. He's been missing for over 18 months now. Fightful Select, uh, for the first time in a long time, though, O'Reilly has been backstage in AEW lately. Um, Significant post-surgery issue, of course, following that neck fusion surgery, which sounds awful. Get well soon, as always, yeah. Kyle O'Reilly. Um, fact, uh, sources within AW Creative uh, heard initially sometimes updates weren't good, uh, and a return to television looked quite unlikely. Uh, but things are looking up now. Like I say, he's backstage in AW. He's been working on his strength and conditioning. Very convenient timing with the culmination seemingly quite soon of the Devil storyline. Yes, not saying sure. that these two things are related, of course. Um, but yeah, just generally, I like it when wrestlers can wrestle because their body allows them to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, very happy to hear this because he's been out for uh, since last June almost. Oof. Almost, like literally a couple of weeks after Randy Orton, who, oh, yeah. who had neck fusion surgery himself. So like, obviously these cases are all unique and everything else, but it's like, it's wild uh, that we had like two really high profile cases. Uh, and then Braun has had uh, neck fusion yeah. surgery. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some people as well, but there's been a bunch of them recently. Really horrible, scary stuff mm-hmm. to hear of. Uh, uh, Eric, has he not just had, or has he had spinal stuff? Oh, I see, from yeah. the Vikings. I thought my, my son, I thought I'd bring up. <laughs> grief. Kept myself out of the loop on this one. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't have taken that ball driver, brother. <laughs> Should have learned how to bump. Uh, but yeah, it's it's good that Carl's coming back. He had that really great match with John Moxley. That was oh, yeah. his last. That was his, yeah. Day. So uh, I've been looking forward to his return. I still am. It's good to hear that he's doing well. If you want to, you could slot him in with Roddy and, and the Kingdom yeah. and Adam Cole and all of that stuff because of existing relationships. Or you could do something completely different. Personally, I would keep uh, everything I like as far away from that bloody devil as possible. But hey. Yeah, the good news as well is you're a fan of Kyle O'Reilly. Regardless of the injury contract extension policy that AEW has, he signed like, what, a five-year contract, I think it was? Yes, sir. So he's going to be around for quite some time. So more than, more than enough time to to make up for the time that we've missed him. But yeah, I'm just really happy to hear he's coming back. And as a man who last week wore a neck brace because I slept funny, I can't imagine what going through <laughs> neck surgery, surgery uh, neck fusion yeah. surgery, and then complications from that must be like. But yeah, glad he can come back to doing what he enjoys. The true neck strong in pro wrestling is the recovery. Kyle O'Reilly and Randy Orton and everyone else. And me. Uh, right, let's move on to your Twitter questions. At what culture? Do, should I say X questions? I'm not going to click. Twitter sounds always be Twitter to me. Yeah, Sharp Elon Musk. At what culture? Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, Jake, 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 Jake starts us off. Ah, oh, there he is. With the rumours around the new Young Bucks gimmick abound, uh, what are the chances the fourth rumoured person to join Nick, Matt, and Brandon Cutler is? 
Colt Cabana. He's been teamed yeah. with Cutler on ROH and, of course, the Punk Connection, and they're going to poke the bear yeah. with regards to this sort of thing. They are, they are. Uh, yeah, that seems likely. Uh, him and Brandon Cutler have been wearing the tracksuits and they've been farting around on, on, <laughs> on, on Ring of Honor and stuff. So, yeah. Brandon Cutler's got a massive beard now, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. He looks like, he kind of looks like like if uh, Eric uh, from the Viking Raiders, yes. like, but like less. Yes. <laughs> Like it's it's quite cool actually. Um, they probably they're they're both into D and D, aren't they? Yes, Hell they yeah, are right. indeed. There we go. Uh, they could like form like a beard bald clan. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I think this is likely. Uh, they are going to lean into their online personas. They're going to lean into the criticisms that people have of them. They're probably going to uh, take the piss out of CM Punk, and people are going to be very mad. And it could go one of two ways. It could be absolutely brilliant, or it could be rancid. Yeah, look, I've got to be honest. I much prefer the Young Bucks as complete arsholes. <laughs> Me too. Uh, not saying that they're not phenomenally talented wrestlers but I just I much prefer and they they tend seem to have more fun doing that and winding people up and yeah having it makes sense obviously there's no, nothing stopping them having caught Cole Cabana on AEW television or ROH now of course uh, going forward and uh, yeah Brandon Cutler uh, riles the internet, inter, internet up no end despite the fact that he's great as well so um yeah, that's going to be something to look forward to into 2024. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, Let's go. They're going to be absolute bellends. Boiling many piss. <laughs> I'm going to be really into it. Uh, Mr. Five Lawton gives us our second question of the day. Good morning, lads. Morning. Uh, what are your feelings on the MJF angle last night as far as being advertised for a match that didn't happen? I personally was pretty mad about it. Yeah, I think, I mean, technically it is, uh, what's the phrase we use? Uh, not false advertising. What is it? It was called uh, subject to change, but also I'm, I'm fairly certain they they worded it. You know the graphic where they have all the like here's the Continental yeah. Classic matches and Tony Storm and Sky Blue. It wasn't worded like Samoa Joe and MJF versus the Mass Men. It's like there was an intriguing wording to it. So te technically, if you want to get legal about it, but it's one of those where I uh, to be honest, I'll get your thoughts and then I'll, yeah. I'll say what I think about it. Yeah. I, it I, I thought it was like this storyline sucks, man. Like, hey, I, I, I find it very hard to to give you an objective review of this because I don't like any of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that if you're going to advertise something, even if it's a match that I wasn't particularly looking for, you should deliver that in some form. Um, yeah, I mean, like the way the wording is what it is, but yeah. the way it was presented was like, hey, you're probably getting a match, and then it kind of didn't happen. Yes. Um, I think that if if you want to prolong the storyline, having them beat up MJF and Samojo run after them is a, a pretty effective way to do that because that means you don't have to answer the awkward question of why didn't Samojo just pull their masks off? Because he didn't get his hands on them. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. They'd book themselves into a corner. Yeah, but find a different way to do it without going, hey, you're getting a match. Yeah, on our preview on the What Culture Wrestling podcast yesterday, we were saying, yeah, the first moment you get a headlock, why wouldn't you just unmask one of the masked men to at least... And yeah, maybe there was an argument that you could say, oh, that they've hired some mercenaries to be part of the Devil's Clan for that night, but we don't know who the real members of the Devil's... It didn't matter. It always felt really like, oh, this is some aces and eights territory here. What are you doing? How's this going to work out? My main question was, if MJF was taken out backstage, as you were saying, we saw a smash bottle and he was laid out backstage, why didn't Adam Cole just take his place? Easy game. 
He's a game. Works fine for a world title match on pay-per-view, apparently. Yeah, so. that's it. That's it. He couldn't get cleared for that Ring of Honor tag team title night match that night. But hey, main event, no problem at all. Consistency. Like I say, they just AW really booking themselves into a corner at the it's moment. So I hope they finish the devil stuff by the end yeah. of this year. Do it at world's end. Me too. And it's really frustrating, like to me personally as a fan. I'm editorializing now. I'm adding more time on the video, but that means we can put another advert in. <laughs> uh, transparency is important. Yes. Um, no, like it's frustrating to me because there's so much good stuff going on there, right? Yeah. Like I really enjoy the Continental Classic. I like the mini stories that have emerged from that. I like the Mark Briscoe losing streak. I like Eddie Kingston uh, having to battle back now mm -hmm. from from zero and two. I like uh, Moxley just being an all-around badass. Uh, there's so Who much. Who the hell loses out of him and Swerve next yeah, week? Exactly. Ooh. It's really intriguing. And Brody King just kicking ass. How do you stop him? Yeah. And then you've got stuff like the brilliant MGF and Hangman segment last night. Yeah. Uh, Riho's back, which means next week's doing a five million viewership. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, there's loads of really, really good stuff, and then you've got this. Um, yeah, a real disconnect for me at the moment. Divisive, I think it's, it's easy to say. Yeah, and look, if you're into this stuff, fair play. Hey, look, I'm glad that people are enjoying it. Um, but I think for me, if you're like a, if you like that sports-like feel and you like that wrestling-like feel, and that's your flavor of ice cream, to use the parlance of our yeah. times, uh, these are difficult times, and it's uh, important to be respectful of people's criticisms uh, because we all like different things, and if we all like the same thing, everything will be boring vanilla mm. rubbish. So hey, but unfortunately, you can't have that take on the internet. Sorry, everybody. Good job, we're not on the internet. Final question today comes from Robert Smith, who says, Brock's daughter just yeah. broke a record in her college state. Do you see WWE in her future? I, I There's a slight resemblance to Brock I can see in his daughter. I'm not, it's really imperceptible, yeah. Yeah. but there is an element of Brock Lesnar about Brock's daughter. I'm not going to say anything, anything more about her, because Brock Lesnar absolutely terrifies me. Yeah. But, I mean amazing athlete that's exactly how Brock started at the end of the day do you reckon she could work was she doing the shot putt or something like that I, think I saw so. the clip yeah looked amazing yeah that like the discus um, maybe yeah I love second generation family stuff so yeah why the heck not if she wants to do wrestling if she likes wrestling if her dad if her dad shows her the ways of the worker in uh, in terms of contract negotiations yeah. in particular uh, yeah I think she'd be very successful uh, why the heck not if she wants to do it yeah exactly it's one of those where some you know many times over the years someone's brought in and it's like this is so and so's child and you're like Right, other than that, why are they here? Yeah. Brock Lesnar's daughter, you could see absolutely killing it wherever she ends up, but she's doing great stuff in athletics as well, so if she wants to pursue that, that's entirely up to her, but yeah, I could see her kicking ass in the Fed. The real question is, will you be training Eric to be a future news host on this channel? <laughs> I don't want to see anything I've ever done on the internet. <laughs> that's but, gonna be a challenge. <laughs> but if you enjoy watching stuff on the internet, do you know what you can do, Andy? Check this video out as well, see you later. Bye.